Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. This Saturday is the Feast of the Presentation of Jesus in the Temple, and this special edition of All Things Catholic was recorded right where the event originally occurred, in Jerusalem last month, on the southern steps of the Temple. As we're here on the southern steps of the Temple in Jerusalem, on location, on pilgrimage, I want to share with you something amazing that happened in the life of the Blessed Virgin Mary. It was amazing, but it was also very troubling. You know the fourth joyful mystery of the rosary, the presentation. I want to bring us into that scene biblically. I want you to picture Mary and Joseph coming up these steps, coming in to present the child here in the temple. And then all of a sudden, this strange figure, they, they don't know this man. They've never seen this man before. Some old man comes up, takes the child out of Mary's arms. And all of a sudden, it starts, starts prophesying and blessing God. I mean, just imagine just, just how startling that would be. And this, and, and this man says, Now your servant can go in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation of the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. So imagine Mary just being so in awe of this moment. These first words, the first prophecy of Simeon, would have been surprising. They, they came out of nowhere. She wasn't expecting this. But it was a great gift to her. It was a great gift because th these words of Simeon confirm for Mary, this really is the child. This really is the one. You can imagine being Mary. She was told nine months and 40 days earlier that this child is supposed to be the great Messiah King, the Holy Son of God, the prophesied one. But then as she goes to Bethlehem, where we were yesterday on pilgrimage, just picture what Mary was going through. I mean, she has to pick up and move in the middle of her last trimester. She she's comfortable up in Nazareth. All of a sudden, Roman soldiers come in and announce, you got to move. You got to go be counted in a census. So she's got to go with Joseph down to Bethlehem. And then when she gets to Bethlehem, what kind of welcome did she get? Did the Bethlehem Chamber of Commerce come out and say, oh, the mother of the Messiah. We're so glad you're here. <laughs> no, we saw we went into a cave yesterday. We had mass in a cave outside of Bethlehem, which is very similar to the kind of cave in which Jesus would have been born. He didn't get a great warm welcoming. She has to put this child in a manger, Luke's gospel tells us, a feeding trough for the animals. Just picture a whole bunch of smelly animals all around, and she's got to give birth to a child in those conditions. St. John Paul II says, Mary could not give even the basics of what any ordinary mom would want to offer her child. But think about how heartbreaking this would be, particularly for Mary, who knows that this child isn't any ordinary child. This is the, the, the Messiah, the Son of God. Why is he entering in the world in this way with such rejection and humility and suffering? So you can picture just keeping all this, pondering in her heart. And she comes up these steps, and this strange figure comes. She's never met him before and says, this child is the prophesied one. He is the one who is going to bring salvation. He's going to be a light to the Gentiles. That's fulfilling the prophecies of Isaiah about a servant that would come and be a light to the Gentiles and glory for Israel. 
So just think about how consoling that would have been for Mary. Have you ever had those moments where you're kind of down and you're wondering what's going on? You're a little discouraged, maybe in your prayer life, maybe in your work, maybe in something in your family life. And then something happens or someone offers a word of encouragement and you feel consoled, you feel encouraged by it. That's how Mary felt at that moment. But then Simeon gives the second prophecy. He looks at Mary now and says directly to her these stark words. This child is destined for the rise and fall of many in Israel. He will be a sign that is contradicted and a sword will pierce through your soul also. St. John Paul II once described these words as the second annunciation to Mary. The second annunciation to Mary. And the first annunciation Hey, this is going to be the great Messiah, the one that will fulfill all prophecies. This is going to be the Son of God. He's going to establish the kingdom that will have no end. But now, nine months and 40 days later, she gets a clearer picture of what she signed up for in Nazareth. She sees where this is going. Let me talk about this language here. Many people have a lot of questions about what is, this, what is all this language all about, about the rise and fall of many in Israel. That describes the turmoil that's going to surround Jesus' public ministry. There will be many who will rise up in his kingdom. The poor, the outcasts, the Gentiles, the sinners, the tax collectors, they're going to rise up in his kingdom while many of the elite, many of the, the chief priests, the Pharisees, the, 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 the Herods of this world, they're going to be cast down. It describes, Simeon describes how she's, this child is going to be contradicted. The word in Greek, antilego, is used by Luke all throughout Luke's gospel and into Acts of the Apostles to describe not just speaking against, but people who are plotting against Jesus, plotting his death, persecuting him, and then in Acts, persecuting his apostles. This is an intense revelation here. Your child is going to be opposed. He's going to be plotted against. And then, of course, the image of the sword. The sword will pierce your soul also so that out of the hearts of many, thoughts will be revealed. So the thoughts of, uh, uh, out of many hearts may be revealed. You know what that imagery is all about? Do you ever remember those scenes where Jesus might be like with one of the Pharisees and there's this woman comes in and kissing Jesus' feet and the Pharisee has all these negative thoughts against Jesus and Jesus reads his thoughts and, and brings them out into the light? That's what this prophecy is about. This is about the negative, hostile thoughts of people in Israel who are opposing Christ, misunderstanding him. So this whole prophecy is intense, but the most graphic language is that of the sword, where it says, a sword will pierce your soul also. The image of a sword brings mind war, bloodshed, death. But for Mary, for Mary, she's hearing that this is going to pierce her soul also. Jesus is going to be pierced by a sword on Calvary after he dies. But Mary is going to be grieving deeply in her soul. We could think of this as like Mary's spiritual crucifixion. How many moms do we have here on pilgrimage? If you knew that your child was going to be crucified, the heart of any good mom, any good father by that matter too, would just say, no, no, crucify me instead. The harder pain for Mary is to not be able to do anything, to help her son, to protect her son from this, to simply watch it all unfold. And Mary gets a clear picture of what this is all about right 
here on the southern steps of the temple, right here in the temple area in the presentation scene. And she will have to carry the burden of this prophecy now for the rest of her life. Remember when we were at Cana, where she's faced with this choice. Does, does she send her son off to begin the public ministry in full knowledge that it's going to be leading toward that sword? She doesn't hesitate. She says yes. She's one of the few that goes right to Calvary, right there with Jesus to be with him in those final moments. But the sword pierces her soul. And that reminds us of our call to follow Jesus all the way to the cross. This special edition of All Things Catholic was recorded on location in Jerusalem on the southern steps of the temple. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with others. Help them get ready for this great feast of the presentation on February 2nd, this Saturday. And if you want to learn more about the Blessed Virgin Mary in the Bible in this particular scene or anywhere in Scripture, check out my new book, Rethinking Mary in the New Testament. And you can always reach out to me on my website, edwardsree.com, and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God bless.